Gazzy, the sports junkie, here to tell you about Anchor Podcasting. Now, whether you're a grizzled vet or a newbie to the podcast game, there's never been more ways for your voice to be heard in the history of mankind. You pick the topic, you pick the time, you pick the format, it's all you. If you want to be heard in 2020, I'm here to tell you how to do it and how to do it for free at anchor.com. If you haven't heard about Anchor, that's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. First off, it's free. Free is good. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How easy is that? Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. And I don't have to tell you, they're growing by the day. The podcast game is scratching the surface and it's only going to explode in the coming years. So now is the time. Everyone has an opinion on something. Get your voice heard. You can make money too from your podcast with no minimum listeners. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm telling you, get in the game. Everybody's got an opinion. Let yours be heard. Anchor.com. Do it today. I'm Hugh Downs, and this is 2020. It's 2020. Happy New Year. We haven't we haven't done a show in nearly three weeks. I know. It's all backed up. The band was here late, too. Talking about backed up. I do need a bathroom. Oh, I thought you had it. We're going yeah. in a different direction. We're talking about backed up. Oh, the band's not backed up. Ozzy the Sports Junkie. Jake Jacobson. Back in the Staley Studios for the premiere run of the 2020 season, Jake. And, buddy, boy, I need, it. I need to get back to Earth, to terra firma, get my feet in, uh, firmly implanted and ensconced into the Earth. No better guy, no greater person could I even look to than my good buddy and everybody's best friend, Jake Jacobson. <laughs> well, it's fabulous to be here. We got lots to talk about. Oh, we haven't been a baby. look. I we know. haven't done a show in nearly three weeks. We got bowl games to look at. We got tonight's championship, Clemson LSU. Oh. We got NFL playoffs. We oh. got the Lightning playing well. We got the oh. Astros getting hammered for their uh, cheating scandal. I, oh, I don't know if right. we can do yeah. it in an hour. I will, we'll try. We'll cram it in. Giggity. Boy, I tell you what, if there's one thing, I guess we'll go to the hottest topic, and that's NFL playoffs, Jake. That's why, if you're betting on, I think NFL football is fun money, but I don't see how you could possibly turn a, a consistent profit betting NFL football. Because if there was a lock of the century, it was the Saints are going to win at home after they lost to San Francisco early in the year at home. Drew Brees' home crowd on the way, a clear path to the Super Bowl, and then they blow it, and then Lamar Jackson goes out there and just, he looked, uh, well, to coin a phrase, Winston-esque. He couldn't do anything right. He lost his cool, which at least yeah. Winston, Jameis doesn't do that. And he tried to rip off a helmet. I mean, he'll still get the MVP, but, he, I mean, big disappointment in, in uh, Baltimore today. All right, so let first of all, Minnesota beating Saints is an upset in New Orleans, but it's not major. Minnesota, we know, has a, a top-quality, top-tier offense. They do. And a very, very good defense. 
But you got to think about the last three years with New Orleans, losing to Minnesota with Stephon Diggs on the last play of the game with the bomb and uh, scoring a touchdown. Right. Then last year, of course, the call that wasn't and changed the rules of, of football uh, on the pass interference that should have been. That wasn't called against the Rams. And then this year on the last play of the game, um, Minnesota scores, Rudolph the tight end gives a little shove, which certainly should have been reviewed. And in my opinion, it probably was a pass interference, but a ticky-tack one at that. Right. I mean, there was some, I guess there were some calls in a, in a couple of the games. And you, you certainly don't want to piss off uh, New Orleans fans. Remember, they wanted to sue yes, the, the NFL over that, did. over that call last year, we, last year, which was, I mean, you talk about blown calls. That's that's up there. with. That me. was the most blatant pass interference that I mean, I've never seen that wasn't the guy called. Right in front of the back judge. I mean, he, he was closer than... He was probably as close as the as the guy who exploded him. I mean, he couldn't get any closer to miss it. I don't know what went on there. And so two years in a row, Saint fans leave that dome in utter disgust. Unbelievable. you got to wonder how long. What do you think Breeze has, a year, two tops? You know, he looks to me uh, better than Brady does. And, again, Brady is going to be 40, I, th- I guess, 44 next year when it begins. And, I think so. Uh, so he might have a few years on Breeze, but Breeze looks like the better quarterback right now and i and they keep talking about brady where is he going to go what's he going to do he'd be first of all idiotic to leave new england and secondly how many teams are going to pick up a 43 or 44 year old guy who was well past his prime and unless you give him an amazing offensive line and players around him he's not going to win you any games right what you know what i want to know what the hell happened do you remember when they cut Antonio Brown and they said, and all the talk was, well, they got plenty of receivers. They're stockpiled. They all went away. Gordon got dressed, busted for drugs. He's right, gone. Right. Uh, Dorsett, who is marginal at best, got injured. He's out. He had nobody to throw to, Jake. Edelman was the only guy. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they lost their tight end, the Hall of Fame future, and Gronkowski. Uh, right. They had a tough year. Look. You know, I'm doing this Jake's Take thing on Facebook, and every week I give my uh, my little uh, pondering and predictions of the games. Oh, I did not know this. You have not seen the Facebook thing? Go I, to my page. I block everyone. Oh, thanks. No, I, I will unblock you because, you know, you get a lot of people showing what they have for dinner. I don't no, get it. You know. This came to be because I was doing this as a written format on Facebook, and my son, Josh, who does films, said, Jake, why don't, Dad, why don't you... Uh, why don't you do a video? I'll film it. And that's what we ended up doing. I, oh, my, it's a my, video my, production? Yes. i got to see this. Oh, it's great. But oh, any, it's about three minutes long, and I've done it the last, I think, three or four weeks, and I'll continue to this, through the Super Bowl. But the bottom line is, well, my point was, when I look at Green Bay, and yes, Green Bay did come away with a victory over Seattle and Green Bay uh, yesterday, but New England and Green Bay, and the reason why I predicted in my uh, Jake's take this past week that Seattle would upset him is, is I, I think that Green Bay is like New England. Their record was not indicative of the team they were. They were their record was better than who they actually are. And I still believe that even though Green Bay won the game. I think San Francisco is gonna gonna give Green Bay all sorts of problems in the NFC championship game next week. I think so too, especially that is in San Francisco, true. And the defense is so fast and smothering, and My God. their offense is so balanced with Garoppolo. They can run it. If they can't run it, Garoppolo can throw it, and he could also move out of the pocket. How about Boza, Nick Boza, the number one draft pick overall? Phenomenal. I mean, that guy is just a one-man wrecking machine. He's in on every play. Yeah. I didn't know at the time. I'm like, well, who's this guy out of Ohio State? Boy, they sure as hell knew. He is worth every penny they're paying him and well worth the number one overall pick. No doubt. He's a, he's a lot like J.J. Watts was in his prime. Maybe faster. Maybe. 
I mean, that kid, he's literally, he's in on every play. So, yeah, San Francisco's going to be a tough beat. And it's good to see the 49ers back in the in the uh, I love prominence. It. Because I love it. how funny was it when they came into Tampa to open the season, coming off a 2-14 and 14 season, was it? They had three picks that air four picks. They had two interceptions all last year. How is that possible for an I, NFL I, team? To, but just by, by happenstance, you're going to get five tip balls. Two things. First of all, give a medal to John Lynch. He comes into a program that is sure. in disarray, winning uh, one game. He makes the trade with New England for Garoppolo. And I don't know how else and what else he's done because a lot of things were done. I just I don't know what they were because there's too many things that he had done between draft picks and free agent signings and all this. And he's built himself you know, a Super Bowl-caliber team as we see this year. I guess guys from Stanford aren't the, you know, the, the dumbest guys in the block. They're saying that actually his success at San Francisco, Jake, might propel him into the Hall of Fame. He's on his seventh chance. Now. Well, he was a, a phenomenal, as we know, strong Speaking safety. of which, but don't get Fernandez to vote because he thinks no Buccaneer in history ever deserves it. About um, the I know, and he, how you cannot think Rondé uh, Barber. Well, you know, I, I said the same things. But in speaking to Ira Kaufman uh, at the Buffalo Wild Wings event, you know, if you look at his numbers compared to other guys. You can't always look at numbers. I know it. I know it. You can't. And I said the same I thing. I said if you're fun. dominant at your position during your time of play, then you were the best at your time. Was he the best? P- perhaps. He holds the record for the most games started at defensive back. He also has the second player besides Rod Woodson with 40 picks, 20 sacks, and 10 touchdowns. And he, Fernandez gets to me, who cares about sacks? I, I, they keep the statistic for a reason, you dickhead. And there's longevity. He did it consistently, and he got out at the right time. I'll Shoot. tell you, look at the running back, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, most running backs, Sean Alexander, perfect example from Seattle. I remember uh, interviewing that one of the Super Bowls, Radio's Rose, when he was getting uh, drafted. And he had, what, maybe three, four great years, and then the, he was done. I think he set the record for single-season touchdowns. And then he was done. Done. And Frank Gore, although maybe not, if you look over his 15 to 16 career, maybe never led the league in rushing. I don't But when you look over, he's been around. He went through injuries. He's still there. He's still competitive. He can still make a difference. He's going in the Hall of Fame because he has the numbers and he also has the longevity. All-time leading rusher for the San Francisco 49ers, Frank Gore. And, you know, it's funny. For a position that people have written off, you know, we went into about a five-year stretch where you didn't see running backs taken in the first round. They were pretty much passe. You get three years out of them. They're like Dixie Cups. They're disposable. I think if you get the right guy, the right guy can give you some longevity. Absolutely. So if you're not going to take them... More than three years. You obviously don't want a guy who's 35 years old. Look at Ingram. Had a good year in Baltimore. Absolutely. Look at uh, Frank Gore. Like I mentioned, he's in his high 30s. And oh, he, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable he's, and he's year. Been, I think, 15 years in the you league. Know, something I, like that. I hate to go Osterdamas and, and say I co- told you so. I thought the Buccaneers had a chance. Any team in the league could have picked up Adrian Peterson three or four years ago. The Bucs, of course, they were good at running back, which, yeah. He's still going strong, and he's still productive. Well, yeah, I mean, he had all that stuff with his kid and all with Minneapolis and, be, and Minnesota. And, Who and doesn't beat their kid with a stick? And, and, he, and he, you know, he suspended him for a year, but um, yeah, he, he still's got the goods. He might be not as consistent with Washington, and he certainly doesn't have the team around him, but right. he could still make plays. Speaking of Washington, about Ron Rivera, I thought he was earmarked for Dallas. He's no, he went to the uh, Redskins for once. As he actually got a that was a great move to get fired from Carolina because he could go nowhere from up but that position. I think it's a good move for Washington to get Rivera. I think 
Dallas did a great job by getting McCarthy. Absolutely. I think he fit. Look, he's worked with Brett Favre. Yeah. And he's worked with Aaron Rodgers. He's won a Super Bowl. And he's got he's got the talent on offense with great offensive line. And I think he can help Dak Prescott. And I think that, you know, overall... It's I, it's a brilliant move. It's a brilliant move, and for him, he's got to be just tap dancing on glass, man. Imagine not not that Green Bay is anything to, to turn your nose at, but it's a little town, it's an old dilapidated stadium, and it's Green Bay. It's the smallest town in the United States that has a pro football team. To go from that, Jake, to the ninety-eight thousand seater in Dallas with all the benefits and all the luxuries that any player, coach, anyone could afford. It's, I mean, he has gone to the penthouse. After a year off, because he had a rough departure yeah. from Green Bay. Basically, he and him and Aaron Rodgers they didn't see eye to yeah. eye. So you had to feel bad for him. But boy, did he land on his feet in a big way. And I guarantee he's making twice what he was making if in Green Bay. Jerry, it's the same kind of thing with Parcells. I mean, he, McCarthy doesn't have the career Parcells has, but it certainly has had a great one. Uh, but Parcells can, you know, last there not a long time because of the, I guess, the issues with uh, Jerry Jones stepping in. McCarthy is one of those guys where Jerry Jones has to trust. They know what they're doing. Let them do what they need to do. Let him coach the team. I think he, Jerry Jones is an idiot, idiot. You don't get to be a billionaire by being a dumb man. Correct. I think that he has stepped back. Remember, he was on the sidelines when he had uh, he had a, a long list of clowns after uh, Jimmy Johnson and Switzer was there for a short time. Did you see? Uh, Speaking of which, Chan Gailey, all those guys, he was always on the sidelines the whole game. You shouldn't. That should be a league rule. You can come down the fourth quarter. That's it. Don't get you. The owner cannot be on the well, sidelines. Well, I see him. They, they show a lot of Arthur Blank's during the game the in the in the press box. I don't think oh, he's on the fun. field all the time. Well, that's fine. You can sit up, sit up there if you want to come down in the fourth quarter. That's cool. But um, remember, Chan Gailey. Uh, Dave Campo. I mean, he tired some real clowns. I had Garrett for, what, nine or ten years, and Garrett was not a bad coach, no, but... Did, couldn't get him over the hump. Uh, it couldn't get him over the I hump. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he's still with the, the Cowboys organization. They, they reassigned him. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's going to... I don't know if it's going to stay, I already but. went right in the office and said, you know something? You drinking all night? He goes, take your team and stick it up your ass, you old redneck. I'm going to kick your ass and your son. His sons are getting more and more powerful. Speaking of sons, and I know the Patriots are long gone on the playoffs, and, well, can't say that you didn't enjoy seeing them go down. Not only that, and you know my, my job at Publix, I meet a lot of people, and I got, you know, people know I'm a big sports fan. A lot of people used, used to listen to the uh, Scott and Jake show and sure. and do at times also listen to the uh, No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake I podcast would hope that they would. we're doing. And um, they come in there after the loss to the Titans two weeks ago on a Monday, and they, you know, I'm talking to him, and I'm, you know, I go, do you really want me to give you some sympathy? Are you out of your mind? You just oh, they were look- looking for sympathy. I thought they were going to look for you. Did you really lay into him? Did you really? Lay- no, I said they did not want sympathy. They wanted sympathy. Oh, fuck and I said, them. Are you crazy? Said, you guys have gone through a stretch of what, 19, 20 years, whatever it is, between oh. Belichick and Brady that we'll never <laughs> ever see again. You can't. You know your past because you're old enough to remember the bad teams. You have to understand all things come to an end exactly. and realize that you are now living our life where every year you have to wonder, are you good enough to make the playoffs? And if you do have a good year, will you be able to carry it over to the next year? You have to worry about I that now. I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. Yes. You know what I say to people, anybody who did give me a little grief, I said, well, go home and cry on your six fucking Super Bowl trophies. Exactly. Cry all over them. And that's, six tr- and that's two losses. So eight Super Bowl yeah. appearances. Dougie was over at my house last year when the, the Red Sox, the year before last, Red Sox beat the Dodgers World Series, right? 
It was like the Sunday night baseball or something. Yeah, Red Sox win again. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. See, I can't. Could you imagine that. if your Mets won the World Series, you'd be hopping off the roof? Of course, it would be a, a you know week, or, two week, a oh, month long you, celebration. Absolutely, there would be champagne on ice. It's same with me. Any of my teams win anything. It's not like oh, well, see you in the morning. No, I I think. Well, I don't wish bad on anybody. A Belichick's what he has there to, to build around. I just don't know. How do you look go into 2020 with a 44-year-old quarterback who I don't think he's going anywhere. There's all kinds of theories, and the Bucks are right in the middle Again, of those who theories. who is going to pay him what he thinks he's worth unless you have such a star-studded team and you have no quarterback, which I don't see it. Well, the, the only thing that could be tempting to him it would be the receivers in Tampa Bay, which are the best in football. I'm not arguing that. They'd have to go out and get a running back. But they're going to have to also pay him $30 million. Yeah, maybe a two-year deal. He wants this. What I think is this is what his, his reasoning is. He's take, making 19 a year now in a team-friendly deal. He wants to be the highest-paid quarterback for a two-year, like $80 million. He, look, he has given New England everything from a great quarterback to doing the right thing. And also, yes, he gave them discounts to Absolutely. get players around him. I think he wants to go down as the highest-paid quarterback in history. And he deserves to be. Well, again, at this point, he's made so much. Between him and his wife, Giselle, who's a model and made, I may have worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Does he really, at this point, think anybody's going to give him a, you know, a two-year contract for $40, 50000000 million? No. He's not. He Patriots did, will. If they want to because of his... Because of what he has given them, I get it. But well, I don't think any other team well, you would. think they'll sign him and not start him? If he signs, he's no, playing. No, no, I get that. Yes, that would be the only team. I don't think any other team owes him anything, and I don't think he has the goods now unless you, again, surround him with unbelievable talent for him to succeed. We saw what happened this year. He didn't have the talent. Yes, the record was really good, but when he got to the playoffs against a quality team, they melted. And the week before, they melted to get a bye week by losing to Miami at home. At home. And now you can say all you want. He didn't have his targets towards the second half of the that's season. That's life in football. That's football, baby. Tough. T- injuries happen, and in hindsight, well, they, they should have kept it. Could have kept Antonio Brown. So anyway, let's move off because, good, Patriots are out. Let's. I talked about um, you know hanging a, uh, a, a gold a medal around John Lynch, what he's done in San Francisco. Sure. You have to look at some of the young coaching staff and all of a sudden look at Tennessee – and Mike Frabel, a disciple player of Bill Belichick, and what he did this year, the, you know, two years, never coached, comes into Tennessee, turns the team around, dumps Mariota, yeah. brings in a reject from Miami and Tannehill, and with him and Derrick Henry and what he's done to that defense, and he was such a great defensive player for the Patriots, you've got to look at him as down the road as being one of those uh, young elite Co- man, you know, head coaches that is going to do a lot of damage in the NFL for years to I'll come. I'll tell you what, Derrick Henry, for starters, I had him on my fantasy team for two years. I saw him, everybody saw him play at Alabama on a Heisman level. I thought he would hit the ground running a little faster than he did. It took him two years. Coaching, I, maybe. Coaching, whatever. That game against the Patriots will be his high watermark. I mean, that is a career game. When it's a cold, nasty night, you couldn't get the, any passing going on. They just fed him the pill all night long, and he could not be stopped. Yeah, but okay, so think about that, okay? And this is when I did my little Jake's take on Facebook. I picked Baltimore because first they have the reigning. He's going to be the MVP, Lamar Jackson, who sure. is just a magician uh, with it. But I also thought Harbor is a great coach. Harbor has been to the Super Bowl and won one. 
I figure, just like Dalvin cooked it to the Saints, I figure they're going to go into San Francisco, and San Francisco and Shanahan, their whole team is going to devise a game plan that is going to slow Dalvin Cook down, which is going to cause Kirk Cousins to win you a game, which isn't going to happen. And I felt the same way that Harbaugh would find a way to slow Henry down, which would force Tannehill to win you a game, and that's why I predicted Baltimore. Derrick Henry ate them alive, so you've got to look at Vrabel and the coaching staff and say, Holy crap, two weeks in a row, we have never seen a guy get as many yards in a playoff game like Derrick Henry did ever in the history of the NFL. It's an unreal performance. All right, I'm Ozzy the Sports Junkie. He's Jake Jacobson. It is the No Hold Barred podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. It's hot. It's the hottest thing since Slice Halava. You ever had Slice Halava? I love, I grew up with Halava. There's nothing, people think it tastes like, has kind of grainy, sandy flavor yeah. or taste or f- texture, I should say. But Holivar is, uh, and there's a place in New York that has like hundreds of different oh, yeah. flavors. It's Holivar unbelievable. Holivar Mart, been there. Love it. I bought a flan from a bum outside last week. Not bad, $5. <laughs> um, yes. Speaking of this, yes, I'm watching the game. Which one? The game in question, the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. And we're back to that again? Yeah, because it, the flan and the bum remind me of that. No. How about this when he out Belichick Belichick by calling, by deliberately taking five penalties in a row? Now, I could see under two minutes or two. There was six minutes to go when he started this. I said, don't you think that's a little premature? You're, you're killing time for Brady to have to go down the field. But what if Brady does go down the field and you've got no time left to go down there and tire and win the game? You're cutting your own throat. Now, it turned out, well, they're going to change that rule. they got to change the rule. You can't sit there and take five straight penalties. I've never seen anything like that. I've seen it at the end of ball games when they're trying to kill a minute or two. Yeah, you're right. Now it's six minutes. You're right. That's, they killed almost two minutes on the clock. And Belichick does the same thing, and it was hilarious to see his fat ass over there whining and complaining he can't do that. That's great. You do the same thing. And then they even got the Patriots to jump twice, so they got another minute off the clock. Uh, it's uh, having the Patriots out of there is a great thing. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm glad for Mike Vrabel. I really am. I'm glad for what Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, what he had to go through in Miami for where they are. But just thinking of the matchup, of the possibilities of getting Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going at it. It's but as you said, you know, Lamar Jackson, all you, you know, is 14 and two going into the playoffs. They get the bye week. They get the team they need to play. They're playing at home. They win it through. They're, it's all it's all going through Baltimore. Lamar Jackson didn't really have to deal with any adversary during the season because they just blew people away. He's a young kid. He got frustrated. Let's be honest. His second year is the uh, you know oh, yeah. in the league, and you could see the frustrations by the penalty after the uh, interception from from that. There on in, Tennessee was a dominating team. Yeah, he tried to rip the guy's helmet off going out. It was a ter- terrible pass, and that's just a sign of a guy who's losing his cool on the field. He's overthrowing guys and throwing the ball where he shouldn't. I think he'll be fine. Maybe he kind of overlooked the thing, and maybe he had two weeks to think about it, and he thought he was a little better than he was. He didn't stay grounded. I don't know what the story is there, but, yeah, the fans he'll got learn it. Look, he's a young kid. He's, what, 21, 22 yeah. years old? He'll learn from it. Let's hope. He, let's, he, uh, he'll th- learn this from is that. A, this isn't going to t- change his career where he's going to go from – an elite MVP down. No, he's got too much talent. He'll get. He'll become a better, uh, more organized runner, meaning that he will throw the ball more than he will run the ball. I get a kick out of people saying that he doesn't have a good arm. He's got a buggy oh whip. God, he's got a little yes. laser, that sidearm lefty cock thing. I mean, come on, Look, man. Mahomes is, to me, the reason why I like him better, because he is a pocket passer who can throw unbelievable with different arm positions on the run, and he just knows when to take it upfield, and he doesn't have the elusiveness. 
that a Lamar Jackson has or a Kyrie uh, Murray in, in, in Arizona. Right. But he knows, and he could take it up 30 or 40 yards if he has to. How about this, Jake? And I think this would be so cool. On the 100th anniversary of the NFL, we go back with a Super Bowl one rematch, Chiefs-Packers. I think it would be brilliant. I don't Mahomes think it's going to happen. against, what do you say, Mahomes against uh, Garoppolo? Aaron Rodgers. You, are you call, then you're calling. No, I'm saying Garoppolo, San Francisco's defense is... And Shanahan, what a phenomenal coach he's become. And so far, San Francisco you know, and who? You think the Titans blood. are going to beat uh, the no, I Chiefs? No, I think Casey will win. Well, that makes it either any of these teams left is going to be a great game. The NFL, they just, they're salivating over Mahomes. He's like Derek Jeter. He is the marketing face of the NFL. Boy, that would be a great game. Well, so How is great. Lamar Jackson. You he is, eat. he is. But, man, for the poor, suffering Kansas City Chiefs fans, throw him a bone. They've been good every year since 1970. Remember the Schottenheimer's years? They were 14-2. and two. They're always in the playoffs. They just never get to the Super Bowl. You could never, ever argue with me because I will not allow you to win this argument that Andy Reid, without question, is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL not to win a Super Bowl championship. Well, he needs one. He needs one, and the Kansas City fans deserve to get at least in a Super Bowl. And to fall behind the other, uh, you know, yesterday by oh a score God, of— Oh, my God, that was unbelievable. 24 nothing. Uh, was it Saturday? Was that the game Saturday? Yes. Then they said they rolled off forty-one straight. It was twenty. No, that was the early game yesterday. They, all right, so they're down twenty-four nothing, and or at the point, let's say they were twenty-one nothing. I got when they had the what fourth down and a yard or so to go, and they decided to put three points up to go twenty-four nothing instead of going for the first. I had people saying, "What a you know what a wimp you know Bill O'Brien is for not going for it." And I'm thinking, you know, at this point, you're up twenty-one nothing. You're dominating. Get the guarantee three points. Exactly. If you get stopped, the momentum changes. So they kick the field goal. Then, of course, they kick off. The guy runs it back to the 40 or 50-yard line. And two play later, it's 24-7. Then, of course, this is where things change. They get the ball back. They go for the fourth down and uh, whatever it was, which, which was a very gutsy call. It can in most places. They weren't, you would have figured that, uh, you know, that Kansas City wouldn't be ready for it. The fact that they stopped them. Go and score, kick off. The guy fumbles the ball. They get the ball back. They score. It was a domino effect, but I don't think it was based where my friends think it started with the field goal. No, it started with going for it on uh, on the punt, fake punt. That's when things changed. That's very uh, indicative of last year's AFC Championship game. Remember, uh, New England mopped the field with them in the first half. I think it was 24-0 or so. Maybe it might have been. It was in the 20s. I don't know. They were getting blown away at halftime, and Mahomes and company, second half, woke up, and it wound up being an overtime thriller. I don't know what's going on with their, their late, late bloomer or whatever second-half team, but Mahomes, if they can put it together a whole game, yeah, Andy Reid deserves a Super Bowl. I think Mahomes is ready for the big spotlight, too. He's the, face, he's the new face of the NFL. 51-7 to 7 40, is what they outscored him after 24-0. Biggest, biggest comeback, not only in playoff history for the Saint, for the Chiefs, biggest comeback in the history of the Chief organization and they go back to 1960. Well, it was great, but the fact is it happened so quickly in the what second quarters when things change. Nothing to me will compare to Buffalo's second half comeback down 31-3 to Houston uh, with Jim Kelly gets hurt and Frank Wright comes in and they end up uh, you know, coming back and beating Houston. That to me was the greatest single comeback in playoff in my mind. Watching playoff in history. Well, they were. It was oddly enough there was pictures of Houstonites today. Houstonians. They would broke out the rope that their their elders hung themselves from back in '93, 
and they're, they've hung themselves in effigy. After that, Frank yeah. Reich led comeback. Yeah. It was thirty-one nothing or something. The half thirty-one three. I remember I had the infamous Pharrell on my couch, and we said I was living out in Mayaca Valley. I go, dude, let's go get something to eat. I go, this game is over. Went in and loaded up on Popeyes chicken. Came back, a garbage touchdown. Warren, another Moon one. And Houston, another one. I said, dude, this, there's no way they're coming back. It's shut up, shabby. Shut. <laughs> Give me another lighter over here, but you got any more soda? I said, they're coming back in this game. And that was a one for the records. And, and with Frank Wright, not Hall of Fame, future Hall at that time, future Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. It was just... An unbelievable comeback, man. And great. How about the Bills? Did a gag job this year? Speaking of people hanging themselves. 16 nothing up oh at halftime. And then they blow it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson did a number. Deshaun Watson does not look good. Yesterday... I guess he did twenty four nothing, but he just can't seem yeah. to close the deal. I don't know. But I, I'm happy for Andy Reid, and I want to see. I'd I like to. I I can't tell you if San Francisco gets there, which I think they will against, and they play Kansas City, which I think they'll get there. I don't know who I'm going to root for because I like them both. I like all four teams left. And you got two teams based in red. How, you know, they both. That's their main colors, red and white. Speaking of two teams, we'll get to tonight's tennis. Uh, LSU Clemson. LSU Clemson Tiger versus Tiger, but. Jake, for my money, and I'll ask you this, for your money, is the AFC NFC Championship Sunday better than the Super Bowl? I think it is. Usually it is. Oh, because you get two beauties, because they're playing their asses off just to get there. Sometimes the Super Bowl is an afterthought for a lot of these teams. They don't play as hard as they do in that championship game to get there. There's, just so, there's so much talent on Minnesota, and what they San Francisco's defense did, they smothered. At one point in the fourth quarter, they had a total of four first downs. I don't know what they ended up with because it was like seven, eight minutes left in the game. They had four first downs and 85 total yards. Where, how in a playoff game can you be that good or that dominated? I know. Unbelievable. It's going to be really tough for Aaron Rodgers. And, and yes, they have some you know quality players, Aaron Jones in the running back and Devontae Adams uh, receiving and all that. But I just don't. I, San Francisco is that good. They really are. What a comeback from to, to recoil from last year. Was it last year that Garoppolo was out all season? Yes. Was it yes, the, it was last year. Uh, what a what a turnaround. Yep. And John Lynch should it, I know it won't affect his Hall of Fame status. Maybe it will in some people's mind. But would you you think about how Shanahan the first half even though they dominated they were only up 14 to 10. Even though again, you can look at the first downs and yardage Minnesota had done nothing. And I was at my son's Aaron's house. We were, uh, decided to watch both games to spend the night there up in uh, Channel Side. And I said to him, he goes, what do you think about the second half? I said, I'm looking at the second half line, and I, I think it was like seven points. I said, I'm betting San Francisco because what they did in the first half, and they couldn't pull it together to blow them out, they're going to do it in the second half. And I was spot on. 27-10, it could have been worse. San Francisco's a dominating team, and I just don't think, uh, again, I'm making early predictions, I don't think Green Bay can win this game, and I would take the points. Whatever they are, I think they're six or so, lay the points. Trying to find that as we speak. I'm trying to find the points on tonight's college football championship game where, but we haven't talked in a while, how about that breakaway by America's new favorite quarterback from Clemson? That six foot five white Trevor dude. Trevor Lawrence. You ever seen a guy run faster than that? That white and gawky. He put out an afterburner like I've never seen. That kid is the real freaking deal, man. And whoever's gonna get him is gonna get a well, quarterback. I hear that the Patriots just might tank it with with Brady to get him next year. 
not tank it, but take Brady back for a one-year deal, thinking, well, next year we will release him. Yeah, They're loading up on picks. They're well, loading up. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrows, tonight's jo- matchup is, you're talking about two guys who can throw it, who can run it when needed. They are the they are the real deal. They got it. you know they're to, they're like the five tool quarterback. They can do it all. Both of them, no question about it. It's going to be uh, you know between uh, Dabo and and Ogeron. Who are, I mean, when you talk about a stereotypical coach, when you think back into the forties and the fifties, you're thinking Ogeron. God, I love my LSU Tigers. Yes, We're going to go out there and play. We're going to play hard. We love play football. Well, you think they're partying as we speak on Bourbon Street? That game is at the Superdome tonight. LSU favored by four and the hook. The Tigers battle the Tigers. And I'll tell you what, Dabo Sweeney wins another one. That's three and four years, Jake. That's a dynasty, and he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's, I mean, between Algeron and, um, and Nick Saban and uh, Dabo Sweeney, uh, we're talking about teams that are going to be around for, a, I mean, well, quality I'm, programs, college universities that are going to have programs I, that are dominating for many, many years. And Saban, Saban has his, Nick Saban has his, we're cut out for him now because he's got, I mean, losing twice to Clemson in back-to-back years, losing this year, and LSU taking over the reins in the SEC. This is a whole new ball game. And he's got another year for in, in their quarterback there at Clemson. Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I thought it was Joey, the kid from Give yes, Me a Break. I remember. Um, the kid's got it all, man. My only problem would be... Maybe he'll play too long in college because he, he started a true freshman right out of high school. Well, they have you to, have to be four years out of this out of high school. Three years. Three? Yeah. Quality control. Jake Jacobson right on top of things. Yeah, I am. Somebody's going to get a quarterback. Somebody's going to get a hell of a quarterback, and he needs a haircut. I'm one to talk, but that hair ain't doing him any justice. <laughs> Shut When he it. took the afterburners, well, who were they playing? They were playing Ohio State down early. And they were down 21 nothing. Is that when he took it up the right sideline? He took it up somewhere, yes. He took it up the right sideline. He blew by, let's just say, you know, your corners are your fastest guys on the team. He had an afterburner. I've never seen a gawky six foot five quarterback, white, black, or purple. He's not gawky. He's not gawky. He, he can he play is something. But watch, Joe Burrows can do the same thing. Not only does he have a beautiful throwing motion and a beautiful touch, the bottom line is he can take it upfield. And he, like, he's got to be careful because he's big enough to hurt you, uh, where Lawrence is a little more slight, you know, a little slender, a little lighter. Uh, but both brilliant, brilliant runners when they have to be runners. Well, look at Joe Burrow's not afraid to take it upfield. Well, he's going to be afraid of the chilly Cincinnati chili because that's where he'll be headed with the first pick in the draft. Boy, what a... Yeah, that's the way it is, though. You could turn your team around. Turn them around if you get picked to a loser. How about these assholes? Well, uh, you I'm know, not playing for you. you well, then you sit home and, and, and work at the car wash in Tupelo. You look, unless you're a guy like Lamar Jackson, Baltimore had a good, solid team, but Flacco was so immobile. And, you know, give Harbaugh credit for getting him out of there and putting Lamar Jackson in, and that opens up the game for them, and you see where they're at now. Certain players, certain quarterbacks won't have that ability because they don't have that elusiveness like a, a Lamar Jackson. I don't think Joe Mur- uh, uh, Burrows and, and Trevor Lawrence can go to a bad team and automatically make them great. You've got to surround them with great, pl- uh, well, at least good players, but they certainly have the capabilities of being great quarterbacks and winning you a championship, not only in college, but in the NFL. People don't realize Joe Burrow, son of former brave Jeff Burrows. People I did not know that. It's a lie. I'm just okay. that up. Not at the same spelling at all. Yeah, but generally, I'm very gullible, so be careful <laughs> with me. Generally, when you hear somebody's name, like uh, Bouchel, the quarterback from Texas, his father was Steve Bouchel, former Ranger, former Cub. Well, you got the uh, receiver for um, 
Uh, the Buccaneers, Perryman. No, Metcalf for uh, Seattle. You would think maybe he's a, you know. Terry's son? You, you, he's not, oh. but you, you know. I thought you were breaking news here. <laughs> but no, I was just saying you see a name and you and they're athletic and it's just, so weird though, isn't it? Because especially in baseball, baseball more than any other sport, you see a name and look at look at what we saw this year on the uh, Blue Jays. Who was a kid who just tore the skin off the ball? His father played for the uh, Bichette Junior. Dante Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Junior. That's right. Oh, he's got a stroke. That kid. I watched yeah. the batting practice film of him. I mean, every ball got that crack that Josh Gibsons used to say. That when you hear it, you know it. I, I mean, just exploding the ball. Yep. T- Toronto, not to get into baseball, we got plenty of time to, to, to get that squared in. But, boy, they might be a good team next year. That Bichette kid, he set all kinds of records. I mean, the first month he had like 30 RBI, something ridiculous. Uh, it's uh, But uh, tonight, LSU-Clemson matchup. And I can honestly tell you, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both teams are in the 30s, maybe even higher. I have no idea. LSU probably from top to bottom this year with the competition. SEC has probably been the best team. But here's a team in Clemson who's lost a game in 29 straight games and has won two national championships. How do you bet against them? I have no idea who's going to win tonight. I don't either. You know what I would take? I'd take this over 66 and a half. I agree. That's all I'd touch it. And what did I tell you many, many months ago? When it comes to college football, never be afraid of the high numbers and the overs. That's what college is all about. The defenses, the schemes, and all that are not like the NFL. We, you know, we could see on a weekly basis many teams go into the 40s, and the other teams go into the 40s head to head. Hold on. Last year we had a we both agreed on a theory last year that you take the under in the first half, and if they go under first half, go over second half. It's like they're trying to feel themselves out there. But these are two powerhouses. Yeah, teams. this this one can start right from the beginning. Yeah. If somebody scores off the you know initial uh, you know kickoff. Or, you know, you know you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, here we go. LSU, just they got to be going crazy down there in Bourbon Street tonight. They'll be rocking. They it's rock just, every night. but It is just, I think Clemson has probably the better defense. And maybe Burroughs and LSU has a more consistent offense. I don't know. It's, hard, it's so hard for me to break this one down I because mean, they're both so talented. They're so Dead even, too. Look at points scored per game. They both average 45 for Clemson, 48 for LSU. Total yards, 58 or 538 and 564. 560 a, y- a game it's they a, average. It's insane. Jesus, God. Let's put their defenses quickly. Defense, points allowed. Clemson's Clem- going to be better. Clemson only 11 points allowed yeah. at first in, in college football the, of the, uh, the power schools. And then there's LSU down there at 20. Well, again, you're talking about SEC against ACC. You're That's right. a big difference. But I do think Clemson has the better defense. But, you know, going now we can, you know, as we do on No Holds Barred, we can move around a little bit with Ozzie and Jake. Going back to the talking about a team that averaged uh, a lot of points in both LSU and, and Clemson, look at what Baltimore averaged 33 points a game, which is crazy for the NFL, and only scored 12 points in their game against the Titans. So, again, look at Mike Vrabel and what their defense coordinated and what they did to stymie the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. And Kudos. They they shut down Lamar Jackson. They must have had some kind of secret information, either that or he was off his game because nobody could touch the kid all year. He was not not only throwing at will, he's running at will. And he had just nowhere to go. Yeah, but yesterday's games or this weekend's games did not compare to Wild Card Week and the weekend before, where you had two overtime games and all four went down to the wire. Oh man, it was a great best four games I have seen in a very long time, if not ever. 
I had to work last Sunday. What? Oh, a sat- well, a so Sunday. you saw the Saturday, but a you couldn't see Sunday. the Sundays? And I had the dude pull the TV out in the yard so I could watch the games. Well, I give you credit. You were. And, uh, well, we had a good time. And then you know, the beer started flowing. I was there at 8 in the morning. I told the lovely L Squared, I'll be home by noon, honey. The next day, I got home at 9.30 at night. You are, let's be, I was shocked today. We had a schedule. People, you know, when you listen to a podcast, you don't know exactly when it was uh, aired or at least originally recorded. It is Monday, January 13th, is it? Uh, We were scheduled to meet here at 4 o'clock. You were never on time. I got here. I opened the door. You are here. I I was shocked. Well, I've had a, I'm not going to say it. First First off, New Year's resolutions are stupid. Because Absolutely. you're setting yourself up to yeah, fail. I never make hey, Jake, a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to have another uh, deep-fried product all year. Now, just do it and have you say, wow, you're not eating deep-fried frog legs anymore. You know, it's these people say, I'm going to quit last cigarette. <laughs> I'm going to quit in the morning. No, you're not. You just set yourself up to fail. Have me go. My, my, my daughter, for a perfect example, my older girl, she was smoking cigarettes. I wasn't happy about it, but she's an adult. About a year ago, I go, you don't smoke cigarettes anymore. She goes, no, I quit a year and a half ago. I said, good for you. She yeah. goes, they're disgusting and gross. I don't like them. I said, couldn't agree more. That's how you do it. Don't announce that you're going to do something because you're setting yourself up for failure. I've seen it a million times. And somebody comes up to me and says, it's been two weeks. All right. I say, tell me in six months. Yeah, tell don't me. tell me in two weeks. Don't tell me a month from now. Don't tell me in three months. Tell me in six months you're still there. I'll give you kudos. Exactly. And then I'll say, give me another six months. Exactly. I mean... Well, are you trying to get the end result, or are you trying to get praise? Because you'll get praise with the end result. When worthy, it or not. when worthy of praise. Yeah. Two weeks doesn't constitute worthiness. No, and uh, well, that's a whole other show in self control and yada. I'm like exactly the king of self control over here. I have knocked out. We knocked out the pie a day over at the Lowen, the Oslo Manor. We were going through a pie a day, Jake. You can't. Well, you can afford to do that. No, I don't I'm, know getting, about I'm putting it back Square, on. I'm putting it back on, man. Uh, be careful. You are, a, you are a little thin. You can. Uh, uh, I know, but I don't want to get chunky. A chunky Aussie is a miserable Aussie. I could imagine. I'm not. I'll get more chins in a Chinese phone book. I understand. I mean, not pretty. Speaking of pretty, though, you know, you get into hockey in like mid-July when they drop the puck for preseason. I'm fully in tune tonight. Rangers I, Islanders. I love my puck as my. Ooh, border skirmish. Yeah, yeah. I love my puck as much as the next guy, but I don't really get into it. Until around Thanksgiving, and boy, what a time I picked as the Lightning have peeled off 11 to 12. They lost last night. To the Devils. Hot. They're getting hot, baby. Well, I, look, they went the through changes. Like. Guys have retired. Guys have been traded. Uh, all the Rangers, you know, over the previous, what, four years that they, or five years that they dealt with the Rangers, I think everybody's gone. Is Strauman still there? In New York? No, with oh Tampa, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, he's the only one left of the of the new, previous New York Rangers that got because the other guys like Callahan and Girardi they retired. Boyle is on another team, um, and McDonough. Well, you got McDonough still, but McDonough is not the player he was during his prime with the Rangers when he was the captain. Oh my, damn! I wish I had Callahan retired. Wish I had some seat connections. My L.A. Kings are in town to play my Lightning tomorrow night. Your L.A. Kings. I'm a big King fan. You well, if the Kings play the Lightning, who are you rooting for? Of course I vote for the Lightning. I then just like don't, don't, don't tell me this about the Kings. They're an alternate team. 
Uh, no, Based on one I thing. Like I like Dallas one Cowboys, but I, when I talk about my favorite team, the only thing is talked about is the Jets. Of course. I like the Lightning, too, but no, it, my favorite team is the New York Jets. My Nobody al- else. My alternate team is the Kings. I also have a slight, uh, well, my Blackhawks, my Chicago Blackhawks, but yeah, I, I grew up, my Blackhawks were Esposito and Sam Makita, J.P. Bordelow. I remember them well. And they're not there anymore, so I don't have nothing to do with them. And, of course, and they uh, beat my Lightning and they Bobby Hull. Oh, the holster? He was a... They took down... My dad took a painting of Jesus, threw it out in the garbage can, put up a poster of Hull <laughs> right over the TV set. <laughs> he threw it. He said, Why he get the hippie off, get Hully up. <laughs> get Hully up. We used to praise... There was a big number uh, nine on the star of the tree. Yeah. Yeah, because he says, I'm, I don't need to praise Ted Nugent. We're all about Hully. What? Let me Hully, ask you Hully. this. I, you know, Lightning are playing well, and of course, when the football season's all said and done in a couple of weeks, and, and we can get more into the Lightning, and of course, spring training starts up and all that. But do you remember all these great defensemen that were scoring 100 points a game and giving you 30 goals a game? Where have they gone? I don't know. It's good. That's a good question. Where is scoring gone? Well, you still have the I'm talking the about those specifically for the defensemen. defensemen. Yeah. They had guys who were... I, you know, and I'm just old and I forget names, but there were so many amazing defensemen that were played for the Pittsburgh Penguins and, oh, man. Uh, you know, you all Boston Bruins and stuff that were scoring 100 points, 30 goals, 70 assists, stuff like that. What happened to defensemen getting you 20, 30 goals a game? Obviously, Bobby Orr started it all because defensemen never scored until he came along. How about my man from the point, Doug Wilson? Used to have that boomer. Oh, he had a oh, he had a shot from hell. Well, now it's what's his name from Boston, who's like forty-eight years old now. Sedano. Sedano. He's a prick. I hate him. Well, but you know what? He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, He's been in the league forever. He's forty, I think, forty-three or forty-four years old. I know he gets injured now and stuff like that. But this is another guy who can blast it from the point. That's a guy forty-four years old. That's how many uh, times I've gonna beat him over the head with a bat. You know, I I picked up a, a a Penguins shirt. Because I don't know why I'd even wear it because I can't st- stomach the Pittsburgh Penguins. But yeah, the bird is bad. So it wouldn't fit me, thankfully enough. And it fits the lovely Loman. And uh, she looks good in it. She looks good in any hockey Loman, you mean L squared? L squared. Trying to re- remain an- anonymous. Chicks look good in any sporting goods. I agree. They- Jerseys. Alyssa Milano is brilliant. She came up with our women's clothing line. It's sexy. It's very sexy. It's a turn on. It's very turn Let's on. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's get real, man. So you know what I got her? I got her. The, she got the penguin shirt, which she looks good in. She, I got her a Blackhawk shirt that was too tight for me. She looks way better than I ever could in my life. But I did have a Boston Bruins medium, and I refused to. Put, she, I can't put it on her because I'd punch her. We wind up throwing throwing hands, Jake. There's one team I despise. I the hate Bruins. The, yes, you like you hate everything from the Red Sox to well, the Bruins to the Celtics yes. to the no, to I the like Patriots. The Patriots, I don't loathe. I don't loathe them because I respect what they've done. The Bruins. The Red Sox are the worst ever because their fans are pricks. Their fans are jerk-offs. You've won three World Series. Calm down. You don't have to shove it up everybody's ass. Try to act like you've been there before. I was all for them when they won it in 2004. Not anymore. I, I, I just I looked it up. I, got, I wanted to get the names of the defensemen I was thinking of. It started for me, of course, Bobby Orr, Dennis Potvin, Brian oh. Leach, uh, Ray Bork, Al McKinnis. Uh, Paul Coffey. Coffey. Uh, I mean, these guys were scoring 100 points a game and giving you 30. And I think Coffey must have had probably 50. Let me see if Coffey ever Brad had Brad Park a, was a forward, right? 
Brad Park was uh, draft pick from the Rangers, ended up getting that big trade with John Rattel. He was a forward to correct? Esposito. He uh, no, That's Brad center. Park was a defense. He was. He yes. scored goals. Oh yeah, but was, not to the pace that these guys like. He Paul was Paul part of the big Esposito trade. You're right. The big Esposito. John Rattel and um, uh, and Brad Park for um, it was uh, Esposito and who else? Cashman. Cashman. And one other guy that was on their line. It was it was unbelievable. Now that is where Fernandez comes in handy because he can not only name every TV actor in every TV show from 1970 to 1980, he'll name every player in every trade involving a Boston team. Um, you know, I was checking out online because I'm a big logo guy. I'm a big gear guy. Yes. Were you a fan of the WHA? I was. The World Hockey League, it was kind of like the ABA to me. Yes, I liked it. And we ended up getting Anders Hedberg and uh, Nielsen from With, that. They were studs. They came right. over to the Rangers. This is how the whole rivalry really got built with the uh, Islanders. Dennis Foss, uh, Potvin took Nielsen out, ended up breaking his ankle his first year there. Him and Hedberg were the stars of the WHA. Sure. And from that day on to this day, when the Island, tonight, when Potvin the Islanders sucks. play, the chance will be... Right. Potvin will be, sucks yeah. still in the building. I was saying when Matt Millen was calling that Buccaneer game, he was had his tongue up Winston's rear end. I said, I guarantee you, wherever the Lions play, somebody's wearing a Fire Millen shirt. Because he had the worst run as a general manager. Ever. 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 So somebody, just as they will always be saying Potvin sucks, someone somewhere right now is wearing a Fire Millen shirt. Promise you. Let me just, now going back, when was the last time you saw a go, uh, defenseman in the NHL have 40 goals? Oof, it's been Paul Coffey uh, from 1986, he had 48 goals. 85, he had 37. 84, he had 40. 83 and 82, he had 29. I mean, who does that as a defenseman? I remember I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. having uh, Brian Bradley on my show several times. Great guy. And I asked him who had the nicest hands as far as smooth stick handlers. He said, Paul Coffey, hands down. Brilliant player. I mean, he would just he was paint a picture with his stick. And it, it looks, hockey's one of those games, Jake. I'm sure you've been on the ice with a stick. It's a hell of a lot harder than it looks. They make it look so wait, great, wait, wait. The, so easy. Just go down, watch a game from up close or from above. Even on TV, if you can keep up with it, how fast that puck is being passed 20 feet to the next guy on his stick, and then he's able from that thing to pass it to somebody else. It is the most graceful and hand-eye coordination. There's, to me, there's nothing like it. No well, sport can do that. My question to you is this. When the hell are we going to a game? Let's go to a, a, a common opponent so we can both root for the Lightning. Uh, if they play the Islanders, I'm there. All right. That's not well, a problem. I, I mean, how about I, any other team? Screw the Islanders. But I hate them. All right. Well, then you or can... the Devils. I hate them. I want to go to a game where I really hate them. You, want to do, you, you just know. can't pull for the Lightning against the uh, I can, Minnesota but Wild? No, I can, but I Get won't drunk. have drunk. Fuck it. No, I can, but I can't have the same. It will be Spite? Weird. It's like. You're into sports I'm just for spite I'm a Met fan, alone. and anybody plays the Yankees. In the case of the Islanders, if the Lightning, Islanders are to me worse. I hate them more than the Yankees. I hate them more than the Giants. Really? I hate them more than the Nets. I hate the Islanders. Well, then, what is your feelings about them, their new building way out on the island? I don't care. I just want them to lose. And tonight, oh, I will be stuck in my chair. I'll have the big screen on, and to, for the hockey at seven at eight o'clock, I'll switch it to the uh, to my iPad so I can get the Clemson LSU game on. It's a good, great night of sports, man. What a night of sports tonight. The NCAA foot, uh, football, the college fi- football championship would be decided between two heavyweights. This is a five-star heavyweight. This is Ollie Frazier. This man. is it. This is huge. 
and other Rangers and Islanders. Yeah, for me, I, it's I love a big it. game. I'll tell I'll tell our listeners a quick little uh, snippet, a little tidbit. I shouldn't because the more people know about it, the the less likely it is to keep rolling. If you like sports, and you wouldn't be listening to us if you didn't, go to the App Store. If you have an Android or an Apple phone or an iPad, D O F U, Dofu Sports. Download the app. Now I know I'm very cautious about downloading anything. It's but to be in the Apple Apple App Store, they have to have a little background. They vet it. Jake, they don't need your email address. They don't need a credit card. There's no locking you into yeah, anything. Because they're at not all. getting one. I wouldn't have signed up for it if I did. There's no signing up for anything. Dofu. Dofu Sports. David Orange Frank Under. Under. Dofu Sports is in the App Store. It's in the Google Play Store. Download it to your phone. And I'm here to tell you, people, I, I'm only telling you out of pure experience, you get every game, every sport, every night, and just mirror it to your TV set, which is a, it sounds complicated. It's not. It's very easy. Or just watch on your phone or computer. I have not tried the thing on my computer. I just use my phone, and I, and I mirror it to the TV. 1080p. Jake, you know this. You 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 mirror your iPad to your TV. There's yeah, no difference. Chromecast. There's no difference None. at all. It's 1080. No so it's a, it, there's a delay, meaning if somebody calls you, you might be a yeah. minute behind. You have I'll to just, tell your friends, give me a minute before you call me after a great play. I go into a, a uh, airtight room that's all completely sealed, and there's no light, or <laughs> I pipe in air, air that doesn't even know that. So check it out, and uh, tell me what you think. I will. It's no unbelievable. I mean, every sport, because who knows? You're sitting around, you're looking at the, hey, why not? Oilers, Kings are dropping the puck at 1030. I'm in. Makes a, it makes a, a bet a lot more interesting when you can watch the game as well. And there's each game has like five or six different uh, outlets to try it. Maybe some doesn't work. You try the other one. You try the other one. Yesterday, I watched the Channel 10 game. Someone went wrong with my, my antenna on my roof. I could not get Channel 10 out of Tampa. I was pissed off. So you know what we had to do, Jake? Because I had no internet. For some reason, the internet would stop working. So I had to go to YouTube, right? Off my computer by hotspotting my phone. And they had a grid, like a like a kid's board, a football board. And they had a little helmet going from side to side. <laughs> Until I finally got it fixed. But if that's the worst that happens to me, I don't care, man. Because Jake Jacobson, it's yes. 2020, my friend. Who'd ever thunk it? Do you think you'd ever see 2020? Look, we remember going into 2000, uh, the switch from 1999 to 2000, oh. all the, with the computers and the, what was going to happen. Oh, it was going to be... Planes out uh, of the uh, sky. Ap- ap- apocalypse. Apocalyptic predictions. Planes are going to fall. Microwaves won't work. Uh, remember, any Everything. clock, any clock, they'd go to zero, which would trigger the uh, atomic bomb launch. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, people were shitting bricks and falling back in them. It was, nothing happened. It, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing, nothing happened other than they sold, I don't know what, they sell some fried food or frozen food. I have food. no idea. I, I say I, if the world ends, I've had a good run. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with everything. And it, By the way, you are listening to Holds, No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake on this, um, what we would say, January 13th of Monday, uh, leading up to tonight's big matchup with Clemson and LSU, and of course the big NFC-AFC championship game next Sunday. We've been doing this almost an hour now. Uh, and before we before we go, because I do have to get home and get my tushy ready for the Rangers Islanders and the I Clemson have a LSU game. Big buffet to set up tonight. But I do want to say this: today came down, as far as I know, it was today that. 
the Houston Astros, with all the spying that was being talked about the last couple of months, they got hit big, big by the Whoa. Major League Baseball. I have not read this. To the point, I'll give you the quick synopsis what here. Uh, here's a full list of the Houston penalties. One-year suspension for general manager Jeff Lunhow and one-year suspension for manager A.J. Hinch. But here's the thing. The Astros' um, uh, owner went on today to talk to the press, and he fired Hinch and Lunlow. So not only are they no longer uh, representing the Astros, even after the year suspension, they're done. Wow. And they cannot coach or be a part of any organization for one year. That is incredible. They lost a first and second round draft picks in both 2020 this year and next year, and a $5 million fine, which is... You might look at it as low, but that was apparently put in the rule book previously. So, so I take it MLB found him guilty. Very much so. Wow. And the fact is that Hinch and Lunlow, coach, manager, and general manager are done. Not wow. only a year of suspension, but they are done with the Astros. Holy and next shit. up is what with the Boston Red Sox and uh, Cora being the manager, apparently there might be some issues there as well. So, and that's all, that's all basically trying to get pitched signals and whatnot and relay into the batter. Do you think that, I mean, it obviously must be effective if they're doing it. If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it, right? Correct. But, again, we had discussed this when this first came out, what, a month and a half ago? Right, if you you steal it on the field, that's one thing. Right, but but the bottom line is, were they, the guy, I think it was Mike Fire or Flyer, who went to another team and, and reported it, didn't they understand that guys are traded, free agent, they leave you? They're all going to tell everybody that the Astros had cheated? It's unbelievable. Wow. That's a that's a big, big story, man. That must be... When did that break? This afternoon? Uh, yeah, I got it here on the uh, CBS Sports. I picked up uh, Sarasota Herald this morning. Did you know Kennedy got shot? Kennedy? Yeah, President Kennedy got shot in Dallas. When? Uh, back in November. Interesting. 63. That was a... Reference to the old news you get from a newspaper. Nowadays. By the way, I during our conversation, yeah. I downloaded Dofu Sports, the app. It's on my phone. Check it out. Tell me how you like it. I will definitely do there's that. No, what I like is no commitment. They don't need to know who you are. You don't want to know who they are. One hour. felt like five minutes. Jake, uh, stay tuned for a Facebook page where uh, No Holds Barred will not only be featured prominently, but information, nuggets, and you can now uh, post your uh, weekly video production. I'm still waiting for the young, uh, yes, the young Josh Jacobson to come down and participate somehow, some way. I would like that. I'm sure he would too. That's going to happen. In never the, know. In 2020. 2020. He's good with video, isn't he? Oh my God! Well, I got to show you that uh, my little thing. On I will Facebook. check it out. Check this out, Jake. I didn't announce. My band will be playing downtown Sarasota Super Bowl Sunday from 7 a.m. This is going to be a wild one. 7 a.m. to 11. AM for the Sarasota Marathon. My buddy Tony Driscoll. Man, this guy's he throws me a bone. It's an incredible guy. Everything he touches turns to gold. So it's good to be back in, uh, not in business, but uh, in the same company as Tony because he's just, he owns the Sarasota Open. What he's done for, for Sarasota is incredible. 10,000 people down there. What is uh, why I bring it up, Jake? There's going to be five drones filming. One drone is just for the band. Can you imagine how cool the footage is going to be? Coming down into the stage oh. and then going back up and out. I mean, it's going to be incredible. I hope they're smart enough to focus on you and your abilities because you are a showman and you are worthy of it. I had a well, thank you, my friend. Um, I've got a new wireless guitar thing. I go 500 feet from the stage. Oh, God. I'm going to be in your patio 
up in the, the ivory tower playing, but I'll be a two second delayed for the sound. I can't wait for the <laughs> the people in that uh, the big high rise there. I forget what the tower is called. When we do in drum and sound checks at four thirty in the morning, maybe some complaints. Yeah, they'll get over. It. Screw them. All right, Jake. Great job as always. Yeah, Great uh, to well, see you, man. A pleasure. We'll plan on next week talking about the NFC AFC Championship and a little bit of a uh, look back at tonight's big national and, championship match. And matchup. a look at two beauty of a ball games next Sunday. I don't care who wins. We'll look, uh, break down the AFC NFC Championship Absolutely. games. And then the week after that, the Super Bowl. And guess what then? We're two weeks from pitchers and catchers. It, what a life we live. I love it. All right, Jake. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. It's everywhere. It's everywhere you want to be. Right here on the Ozzy Radio Network for the No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake.